<laughs> like I, like, I like to look at when Twilight Zone people died because it's interesting. <laughs> I don't know what math I'm compiling in my head, but it, it's fascinating to me. <laughs> They're all dead. They do all dead. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, dark territory. I know she's not deaf or dumb or retarded or anything. Bordering in Wonderland, the Twilight Zone review. existed in many lands in many times. It has its roots in history and something that happened long, long ago and got told about and handed down from one generation of folk to the other. In the telling, the story gets added to and embroidered on so that what might have happened in the time of the Druids is told as if it took place yesterday in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Such stories are best told by an elderly grandfather on a cold winter's night by the fireside in the southern hills of the Twilight Zone. LIW The Twilight Zone has its roots deep in the podcast community. I'm yeah, Phoenix sure. West. I'm Frank Clementine Link. Squeeze, squeeze. They're all fucking dead. Everyone's goddamn dead from this episode. Thank God. You know, um, the longer we do the show, the more that's going to become a theme. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking and they all died a long time ago. So, uh, anyway, it's Jess Bell. Episode. Pretty soon you're going to have to find the ones that are still alive. That's more amazing, I think. 407. (laughs) (laughs) It's Frank cutting off links over there. And, uh, yeah, Jess Bell finally getting there. Don't cut anyone off. You you cut me off while you're telling me. Don't do that. Okay. Ever. Sorry. I am going to speak now. So, Jess Bell, Frank, it's your show now. Have fun. I I give it a nine on on, on uh, out of ten, uh, Don Megas. Do you really give it a nine? Yeah, I love this episode. <clears throat> you want to know what I gave it? What? Guess. A zero. No, it's not possible. You got to give it at least one star. One star then. No, I'm I'm, I'm not ridiculous. Okay, two. One and a half. I give it four. Four out of ten. Yeah. Four out of ten Don Megas? Four out of ten stars. They don't have the Don Megas system here in IMDb. Sorry. Uh, no, no. The Don Megas <clears throat> system works. It works, but it's not what they use. It's, not, it's like saying the dollar works, but they don't use it elsewhere. Yes, they do. Everywhere. How about the font? Well, if they want to trade with the, with the civilized world, they better get used to the damn dollar. <laughs> you live in a fantasy world, sir. I live in reality, sir. <laughs> we don't trade with yen because we can't count to that kind of millions. <laughs> oh, my God. If it was peso, we'd be in the billions. <laughs> Somehow you made this illogical. I don't, I don't know how you got there, but you did. I don't know either, but I don't know how I get to half of where I go. Point and is, the, they don't use Don Megas. They use stars, believe it or not. We are going into the Don Mega system. I will make it happen. And it has a 7.4. They should, it, it should be higher. It should be like an 8.4. It should be a, next to zero. This is my least favorite episode, and I rewatched it again last week. And I had to skim through it again today because I don't remember how it ended. And I was like, I don't fucking remember a goddamn thing. Here's, the th- here's how much I hated this episode, Frank. Didn't take any notes. Not one. That is shocking. Not a single goddamn note. You took notes for the goddamn peel thing, and you didn't take notes for this? I hate this episode. I really hate it. It's the only episode I could say I hate. Maybe The Fugitive. It is the first one. Maybe so The Fugitive. Far. Okay, The Fugitive was really bad. That's creepy. But that, that's because you should hate child um, you, you, pedophilia. Yeah. yeah, I should. I should. I mean, ideally, I should, right? I mean, you do, and you should. I, I mean, should. should I, I don't want to go that far, but I, I should, right? I should hate that, but I also hate uh, Jess Bell. 
Jessup, which one would you fuck? Which one do you want to fuck more, Jezebel or the other, or Blondie? Or the the angry, angry stepmother? I would, dude. I would go balls deep in the stepmother. She's a lesbian, though. Sorry. I would. I would turn her. You turn her. You're gonna. You're gonna Ben Affleck chasing Amy her. I will bring her back to the cock. <laughs> you're gonna chase Amy back to the cock. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, chasing Amy. I love that show, <laughs> dude. You're chasing Amy. <gasps> he just broke down the fourth wall. And it, he hardly ever talks, and when he, and when he does, he breaks down the fourth wall. He's very poetic when he does, and he won't shut the fuck up in real life, but in his movies, he's very poetic. Uh, he does not shut the hell up, and half the time I'm like, I don't care what he's talking about at all. No, nope, he doesn't. Kevin talk. Smith has the most interesting career for me. I've talked about anything other than Jess Bell, so let's talk about Kevin Smith real quick. Okay, G- grew up with him, and at some point I realized, oh, you, he's like slate sleepovers and everything. Yeah, yeah, with? yeah. Grew up with him. He's 20 years older than me, so it's a little weird. Yeah, but I, weird. I grew up with a guy, and uh, he he'd, dry, he'd fly from New Jersey to Michigan and hang out, and it was kind of weird. We were real fugitive relationship, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I grew up with his movies. How about that? And I, at some point, I, I realized I Dogma. What? I love Dogma. Yeah. At some point, I realized, oh, he's Silent Bob. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Okay. So then I got like obsessed with that, like looking into him. And then I was like, oh, his movies are terrible now. He hit a wall. And then he came out when he's doing right before he did terrible movies or kind of during. He came out with a bunch of like Q and A's with colleges all over the place, like an evening with Kevin Smith, and I was like, "Oh, he's really fucking hilarious!" Like, he is funny. Yeah. And then after that, he kept doing terrible movies, and then he started doing like weird indie movies that I didn't want to watch, like Tusk. He did that one indie movie with uh, with the church. What was that called? Red State. Uh, Red State. Yeah, I, I like Red, Red State. State. Great. I like oh, Red great. State. John Goodman was awesome in it. But he did Tusk, where a man turns into a walrus. What? And he did Yoga Hosers, a movie with his own daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter. And I was like, no, I'm good. Is and Johnny Depp's daughter just as strange as him? I don't know. I didn't watch it. Neither. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to either. And then I'm kind of done with him. But now he's like hosting the IMDb show and his career's kind of picking back up. And I, I, I like the man. I wish him well. But I don't think I'm going to watch any more of his movies if he makes any more. Uh, he did a Bruce Willis movie. And it was terrible. Well, Bruce Willis made, made, made damn sure of that. <laughs> Everyone else did, too. The movie's terrible. Dude, Bruce Willis was a motherfucker. He, oh, yeah. he yeah. fought him tooth and nail every day. I mean, the fact that they even got the movie done is a miracle. Yeah. His, uh, his it's a special called, like, Kevin Smith, uh, Too Fat for 40. <laughs> it's, like, one of his Q&A things. And he's like, all right, I'm going to do short answers this time. Because normally his Q&As are, like, 20-minute answers but he's like i'm gonna do short ones and he takes a question from the crowd and he talks about bruce willis and then he talks about he answers one question for the rest of the two hours (laughs) a lot of it's about bruce willis (laughs) it's great he he hates himself some bruce willis as he should bruce was a fucking asshole yeah and i don't know why because the man got paid (laughs) he got ridiculously paid for that he's a man that if it wasn't for his own ego, should just retire and go out into a lake and fish. But he's like, he's, he doesn't want to be there. He look, he actively, clearly doesn't want to be there. As far as I'm concerned, after Die Hard, Bruce Willis can do no wrong. I don't care. He can. I don't want to watch him anymore. I think Bruce Willis could get away with, you know, that. Which, you know, Kevin Spacey couldn't come back from, you know, or, or anything else. Which they shouldn't. But Bruce Willis... I'd give him a pass because of Die Hard. Yep. Okay, that's controversial and probably wrong to say, and I'm joking. Are you? Are you? Yes, yes, it is. I tried to. (laughs) I keep a straight face when I said that. I'm like, you know, I should really break character real soon because people might take me seriously. (laughs) I do not at all condone that ever. I don't care who you are. I was just listening to, we were talking about uh, Tom Elliott's podcast, the Twilight Zone podcast. Love him. And we could not be more different than him. But oh, Mike. See, I talked to Tom. You, you know how Tom had a, 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 like a special guest for almost every single episode of the, the Peel uh, saga, right? You know, I, I did converse with him. 
And he actually, you know, said like, look, you know, you, you did come up, like I thought about asking you, but you do your own show. So everybody I have on doesn't, except I think one might, but it's not good. That good. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, so that's fine. You know, I, but I was actually, cause I didn't ask or anything. I didn't expect, I didn't ask, but I would, you know, I, I do email with the man uh, quite often. And, uh, yeah, I thought that was nice of Tom Elliott to throw out, you know, uh, just wanted to let you know that I thought about you know, asking you, but you do your own show with Phoenix and, you know, you guys are, you know, I, it's a different brand than I do. And, that's totally great, and uh, I really, you know, you guys, I do hear about you guys uh, quite often. Um, really? Mixed reviews, of course, but not everybody's <laughs> going to like your brandy humor, and that's fine. Uh, he goes, personally, I enjoy it because it's different, and I like different. I love the, <laughs> I love but, the mixed reviews thing. All right. Well, mm-hmm. some people have a sense of humor, and some don't. You know this. I know yeah. this. It is if you're into his show and that's that's your style of, of show, like he does his research, he does his uh he, he's more poetic than we are. Clearly. Very very clearly. <laughs> he loves himself some uh delving deep, which I have nothing against. It's just that I we're way more opinionated than him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's more, you know, and he doesn't he tries to find the good in every episode. Like, and sometimes I'm like, wow, I don't know how he was able to pull it off. Like, he liked The Fugitive, put it that way. He, he, he found... kind of did. I just finished listening to it right before we started. That's what I was doing. And I, he got a lot more into the pedophilia than I expected. I did not expect him to even touch on it. To no. Be with you. And, and, and Can I say something real quick? Sorry. Right. This is what I wanted to bring up. He, he, he reads a letter from an email. or uh, an email, He reads an email, I should say, from a, from a listener that's saying... I can't believe you're even touching on pedophilia. If you do, that's amazing that a podcast would even go there. And I'm thinking back to ours, which was way before, like, July of last year. And I was yeah. like, oh, God, we got disgusting. And I was, like, I was getting, like, irate and just going, oh, my. And then he said this. And I was like, I didn't even think about it. So that's the difference between Tom's and ours. Tom is, like, he wants to show you the world of Twilight Zone, which is fascinating. And he loves it. And, and he's kind of discovering it as he's going along. And... <laughs> We don't hold anything back. I'm not saying like an edgy way, but like, no, like a honest way. Yeah. Oh, oh well, that, sometimes we just fuck around. Sometimes, a lot of times, we just fuck around. So, yeah. and if you're listening, if you're really, really in his style, and you're like a little more reserved, and you're not willing to fuck around, and you love the Twilight Zone because you grew up on it, and you're a little more serious, and you listen to ours, and you're like, oh god, these guys are terrible, and it's That's a fun. different world, and, and yeah, it's fine. Exactly, it's fine, but. <laughs> Totally respect everybody's opinion, and yeah. I don't want everybody to have the same brand of humor because the no. world would be boring, you know? I so mean, boring. You know, but our brand of humor is a bit, you know, edgy. It's, 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 it's very uh, off the cuff. It's very uncensored, and we, we don't edit a goddamn thing, um, you know, and it is what it is. You're, what you hear is what you're going to hear. Some jokes will hit, some won't, and we're not afraid to go there. And with the pedophilia thing, I think we spent about 80% of that episode on it. It is very, very clear that he's a pedophile. It, it, there's no way around that. And I, I, what Tom is saying, and I completely agree with, the sensibilities of 1960-whatever when that episode came out are very different than compared oh. to now. And that letter that, or that email that he read, which was a guy saying, uh, it might have been a different one, I can't remember, I just finished listening to it too. But he's saying this guy's like, it existed in 1960, probably even worse, because nobody was talking about it, and it just was going on. Especially with the priests. Yeah. And speaking of continuing, um, the priests don't stop. They can't stop. They can't quit. Shuffled around. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like a great uh, <laughs> go fish game, where you smother the cards on the table, and you're like, all right, hopefully I draw another similar priest. Oh, I got the same one. Damn it. We got a priest in Illinois that's getting, you know, in some hot water. Where do we send them? Idaho. Great. Those people, they, they don't even have cable TV. Fresh, fresh crop. Mm. Yep, yep, exactly. Fresh fish. Fresh yeah. fish. <laughs> Real money. So <laughs> there you go. I gave you another, I gave you another Shawshank one. <laughs> Shawshank. 
pounds. That's Morgan awesome. Freeman's son, too. I know, I know. <laughs> oh, he's dead. Yep. You know, doctor came in this morning. Nothing he can do. And that's the other line he had. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> more more p- p- pushing, or cushion for the pushing. <laughs> pressure, pressure. <laughs> and it's fat ass by nose. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Tom Elliott, I guess what we're trying to say is have us on your show, we'll be less disgusting. <laughs> yeah, but only if, I mean, you know, obviously he was having a lot of other, you know, like fans of the show. And, you know, he does have a lot of fans that, you know, um, record. Like, I want to record with you like a, uh, like a, a clean and honest, like kind of review of an episode that he's about to do that we've already done, you know, because right. Right, right now he's at trade-ins. So yeah, I just finished that. Let's do it. Yeah. So I think we should record something, send it in. He'll play it on the, on the, on the next uh, episode. He will. Record like um, a little two, three minute spot. Yeah. Something like a minute and a half. And then, you know, we, we uh, plug the, our, our show and he'll, he'll be happy to do it. He really will. All right. Uh, we'll do that. He, you know, and if you're a fan of, of Tom Elliott and, you know, you you have the capabilities of recording a, a decent sounding MP3, uh, Tom Elliott, he is, he loves he loves feedback in MP3 form. He can't get enough of it. He really does. So uh, I, I recommend sending it to him. But even if you just want to email the man, the man is very, you know, the man is a gem, as they like to say, a gem, Phoenix. Yes. The godfather of the Twilight Zone podcast, I, I like to call him. He's not the first, but he's the best, hands down. Yeah, yeah. Best in a whole different world. There's yeah. different different flavors of ice cream. Yeah, and then you got the Twilight Pwn, the clean comedy version. Are they clean? Yeah. I've yes. never heard them, I'll be honest. Tom well, Ellis the only uh, one I listen to. You know what? That's what I was recording right before we started. Uh, they, now, you know... Um, I've listened to every episode they've ever done. They cracked me up. I, I would say the Bewitching Pool episode, which was one of the last episodes that they did of the season one run. Now they're into, uh, you know, the gallery and they just did Peel and they've been doing like, you know, uh, I think they're getting into the 80s next. But, um, but my point being is that I think it's uh, John and, um, oh God, I know one's name's John and the other's name is... It doesn't matter. But the Twilight Pwn... The other name is fucking crying right now. (laughs) Well, no, but uh, uh, they did a great... Like, they do their own... Like, they write their own Serling intros. And they... So here is a little sample. Uh, I hope they don't get mad. If if they do, we'll go back and we'll erase this part, but I don't think they will. So we just plugged them. And legitimately, go, go give them a chance. They are funny. In the clean sense. You know what I mean? Um, and they have a lot of skits, you know, um, uh, the one guy, he's, uh, he's a musician. So there's that, um, one's from, I, I think he's from Pittsburgh. The other one's in New York, I believe. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, so, uh, I have their intro here, uh, to Jezebel. We like to write our own, um, Serling style intros. Mine is mm-hmm. short. Sweet and dumb. So All right, let's do it. Fair was Ellie Clover. Dark was Jezebel. Billy Ben slept with both of them, but Jess burned in hell. In the Twilight Zone. <laughs> cool. That's all I got. Like when you break out the instruments, yeah. you know? Exactly. What about you? For tonight's tale, y'all go on and gather round the fire for a spell with old Uncle Radis. For I have a yard longer than old Scratch's beard and more heroin than a gander at old Auntie May's fine unmentionables. Ya see, nigh on 88-odd years ago lived a feller named a Billy Ben who had found himself in a real jelly of a jam torn between the sweet as puddin' pie and prettier than a painted pontoon boat Elwyn, and the kind of gal ya mama done warned you about and ya papa done tipped his a cap to in passing. Which un will he choose and what un will un to consequences be a? Find out tonight down.
down to Twilight Zone. Nice. That's a very high degree of difficulty, <laughs> surling via corn-pone dialogue. It's tough to make it work, but you did. It only took like eight tries, but I got it. Yeah. Stitch it together in post. <laughs> yeah. And again, Twilight Pwn, PWN. Check them out. Subscribe. Tell them we sent you. Yep. And those are the two I know. It's the only two I really know, too, because the rest of them is, you know, they, 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 they try. It's just pretty dry and boring. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Second rose cock. <clears throat> so, um, but yeah. So, just like I was saying. Some people have their own brand of comedy, and some don't, and you know, and that's what makes the world go round is is variety. You know, variety and spice and everything nice, Phoenix. Are we the only explicit one? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? I thought I had no plans of doing that. I just started doing it, and I'm like, I'm finding out where the it's like. You started off doing the drunk fuck <laughs> yeah. version, the one you're like, eh, yeah, this was. Episode 20. Fuck this episode and fuck you. Click. <laughs> I don't that know. Was the minute I went, I need to get a hold of this guy because he is a fucking hysterical. Oh my God. And, and then we did King Nine Will Not Return, and that was a great episode. It, magic happened that day, Phoenix. Magic. I still listen to that episode to this day. <laughs> Jets! Where the fuck is Klein? <laughs> Oh, it's been oh, a long, God. weird journey. Lots and lots of fucking weird bits. Oh, yeah, dude. Fucking, uh, but yeah, the Twilight, Twilight Pwn's a good, good episode. So, again, um, I didn't ask them to do that. I just did it on the fly. I thought about it right before, like, literally right before we started recording, and I did that. So, if they have a problem with it, I will be happy to have Phoenix go and edit it out. It's fine. Um, but I plugged on a heck of a bunch. I didn't steal it. It's not like I'm, well, I did steal it. But... You know, I stole it in with good intentions. And they're going to have a hell of a time getting it deleted because I released the episode about 45 seconds after we stop. Yes, he does. So. You'll be able to hear the undeleted version. Yeah. <laughs> Until I get an email, a cease and desist letter. Yeah, Until the lawyers show up from Twilight Pwn. We're the Twilight Pwn yeah. lawyers and we're going to have that. go ahead and ask you to stop that and delete that. And uh, don't ever mention us again. And it'll be my second copyright uh, claim if that happens. Then my first one was my Way Off Topic radio logo I stole from a band apparently called Way Off Topic I didn't even know existed. I can't even tell you how many I've gotten. Uh, zero? None? 50? Well, that's because you do the, uh, the, the, the movie review yeah. show. Um, the movie uh, battle. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah, for some reason, I mean, they make zero money off of their shitty movies, but they want to cease and desist on your you know, plugging of their movie that nobody would have uh, ever heard of before or after, probably. So I don't know why they bother. And that's and why you do a sarcastic remix of your episode where you completely censor out everything involving their movie. And, and I beeped over it where I'm like, it's Puppet Master versus beep. And then I, every <laughs> logo is covered up with something else, the, the copyright logo. And then every footage is just the copyright logo, but we're talking about it. We don't mention it. So therefore, nobody's going to ever watch your fucking movie now. Good, have fun with that. So I completely yeah. removed. I'm like, no, I'm going all the way, gutting this thing. Fuck I those guys. I never understood why they do that. Omega yeah. Entertainment. I can mention it now because we're not on the actual episode. Omega Entertainment. Yeah, fuck go them. fuck yourself, Omega Entertainment. That's what I say. It's a fucking straight to D, straight to VHS company. Why the fuck are they still around? Why do they have lawyers threatening me in emails at three in the morning when I'm hungover? Fuck you. You can't even find it on eBay. No, I, th I think it's just available on VHS. That movie. Yeah, garage sales only. <laughs> yeah, you 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 did some copyright infringement on our garage only VHS. We're gonna have to ask you to stop. We're really making money off this. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're so in the red from lawyer fees, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> our flea market sales have gone down since you posted that video. Can you go ahead and stop? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Who's gonna keep a track of this? Yeah, God. You know, nobody has a VHS player. No, there's no TV that even can handle it anymore. It, no. You know, there's like, well, what, what the hell is analog? I don't know what that is. There's people who have VCRs like me because we do B-movie battle and have to have one. And that's about it. I mean, I have a VHS to DVD player that I record my VHS tapes to DVD just because, just because, because 
eventually those VHS tapes will just no longer be able to play anymore. You just got your old pornos that you made? Yeah, it's called By and Beyond, where the chick has a cock and a cunt. And she's getting fucked while fucking a chick. It's, it's the most insane porn I've ever seen. And this is a shit you'll not hear on the Twilight Zone podcast. Exactly. And <laughs> there's a reason, because, you know... I just I can't get that image out of my head, and I'm kind of glad. Kind of glad. We've yeah, talked yeah. about our bisexuality on the show before. We're good. Well, you know, our hypothetical. Yours is <laughs> hypothetical. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, okay. You, yeah. Um, what was that on the Twilight Zone? It was. Yeah, it? we started talking about uh, the last episode, uh, yeah. Death Ship. <laughs> we didn't want to talk about it apparently, so we did two <laughs> separate versions of it. I mean, you had no notes. I had two clips, the intro and outro. <laughs> I had some notes. We just didn't talk about it the first time. So we started talking about a, a three-way, a hypothetical three-way with another man and how we don't want to suck the dick. Or I will suck the dick. We're not kissing on the lips. That's, that's my stance. That's my uh, so, one to run for on my presidential campaign. I just want to reiterate, you, it, this, be, this, this came up because you were texting with a chick who were, you were trying to get the three. Did I ever come across? Did I ever no, no. Across? Oh, that's a shame. No, well, probably could. I didn't proceed. It was mostly fucking around. But um, but you wouldn't say no. I, I did say no. Oh, it could have happened when you bailed? Yeah, for now. For now. I'm going to think about it. I don't know if I want to be in that situation. I don't know. Fair enough. Yeah. Moving on. All right, so... Um, no, no, let's Jezebel. keep talking about it. No, no, fine. <laughs> Just we, already, we talked enough about. So, by the way, Missy listened to that on her way to uh, Wisconsin, and um, she was not happy with what I said. As always. So well, check out Frank on the Divorce Podcast on LAW Studios. She, yeah, she, she, she looked at me, she was like, you know, I really wish you would stop being so honest about our sex life. <laughs> I, if I were her, I'd be like, all right, well, you're telling everybody. You're not cheating on me. All right. No, but my sister. Never mind. Don't get into that. What the fuck are you doing with your sister? Why did that come up after I said cheating on me? Because you said cheating, and I automatically thought, who's the whore that I know that cheats? Oh, my sister. Oh, I thought you were like, who did I cheat on my wife with? Oh, my sister. Here we go. That's what I heard. Yeah, my sister's just, you know, basically relooping, you know, uh, past history, same family. Just, you know, yeah. Why not have your Her family? My family, you know, me and my sisters. Are you family. telling me you're fucking your sister? That's what I'm asking. That's what it sounds like. You keep saying it. No, she's fucking somebody else. She lives in Florida, dude. You said your sister's recycling through her family. No, she's my sister's recycling the past of my family to the present again. She's just recycling what happened. Listeners, are you hearing this? Does this yeah. not sound like he's saying his sister is fucking her own family? You are getting this way twisted. No. My sister is cheating on her husband. Okay. With, with a separate family. I don't know who he is or is, who they are. I think it's been multiple. Oh, dear I, God. Oh, dear God. She's, she's not only admitting to the one she was caught with, but, you know, I told my buddy Charles, who fixed my car, thanks, Charles, who fixed my Santa Fe today. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, when they moved down there, she met the guy, right? And I just looked at him like, well, how do you know? He goes, well, I mean, you know, I, I know. And I'm like, I'm always the last to know. He who well, she blows knows. Well, she's been living there for seven years, and apparently this had just happened. And my and the re- reason my sister gave my mom was, well, what does he expect? He hasn't, we haven't had sex in a year. I'm like, yeah, that's the answer. You haven't had sex for a year, and you got a kid together, so that therefore means you can cheat? Is it no. a, a four-month-old? Four-year-old. Okay. Okay. I thought it was going to be like, oh, I guess like a one-month-old would do the math right. Apparently, she's been fucking around with him since they moved down there. And if Johnny's listening to this, sorry for you finding that out now. On a podcast. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if a podcast ruined your life? I have one. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast has been close three times. (laughs) That's that's not the podcast, though. That's you. That's you directly. Well, okay, I've been, uh, I'll take responsibility for my own actions. Frank's been naughty. (laughs) Your sister sounds like a real Jezebel. Yeah, but you can't get mad at me for cheating because I don't cheat. Uh, Except on your sister. Okay, so let's talk about Jezebel. Moving on. Uh, Let's talk (laughs) about a non-incestual show. Jezebel, 
from 1963. Debuted. Fucking, for some reason, for some reason, they decided this episode is going to be their Valentine's episode for 1963. I don't know why. It was Valentine's Day, yeah. I don't know why. Well, there was a lot of sex in it. Billy Ben is a pimp. Straight up pimp. Billy Ben. Billy Ben. Jeff oh, oh Billy Ben, why, why you got to fuck that Jezebel? Why ain't you man my daughter? Why, why, why got to do that? The old corn pwned himself. I hate, this, I hate this fucking episode, Frank. Why do you like it? Because it's so bad shit nuts. Like, <laughs> this chick, she's got black hair. She looks eminent as, pos- as hell. It looks ominous. like it's glued to her forehead. It's a terrible wig, I know. Uh, it's the same chick from uh, The After Hours. Great episode. After Season Hours one. is fun. Yeah. She was, she was the mannequin. Yeah. That was her. But uh, she didn't have black, straight, black, jet black hair then. And I'm pretty sure she didn't have it then either. It was, it was a terrible wig. But Blondie, that was her natural hair. Blondie was hot. I would pick Blondie over. No, you know what? I would probably, I'd probably pick Jezebel, to be honest. I'm going to go because with Billy Ben. I'm going to go with the Billy Ben. You, oh, you'd fuck Billy Ben? Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Or Billy well, Ben. Okay, Billy Ben is Billy Ben or or him is Jeff Myrtlebank. Would Jeff, you... Jeff Myrtlebank was a little more sad. A little bit zombie-ish. Yeah. A little little sad. A little uh well you guys walking run away. Uh, come on, come on. The, that I don't a little Frankenstein. I mean, if need a light. Oh fingers. yeah, good call. But you know, Jezebel can work a fucking matchstick probably just fine. Well apparently Jezebel can turn to a rat and have amazing strength. To tip a, a grandfather clock over. <laughs> I have so much hatred for this episode that I I can't get beyond it, and I don't know what you find. I, it is batshit crazy, but n- not in a way at all that I'm interested in. It's just nonsense, and it kind of drifts, and it's like yeah. Because they call up Earl Hamner Jr. because they were so desperate for for a script for this shitty season that they were doing. They were like, Hamner, we need you. <laughs> We, we're trying to make the shittiest TZ season possible because we need more money, but but the network wants us to do an hour. So can you come up with anything? He goes, I have nothing. Give me a week. Like we and, have we have to maintain the rights to our harmonica song. We need a we need a one of his Earl Hamner Jr. episodes. Not not only did Earl Hamner Jr. write this in a week after he was asked if he had something ready, right? But he insisted on having this chick narrate what's going on throughout the episode like you heard before uh, Rod's intro. Throughout the entire episode, there's about five different uh, interludes of music interludes. In case you haven't kept up with what's going on with this very, very deep and complex plot. Yeah, very intricate plot here involving... All right, here we go. Jeff Myrtle, or, <laughs> see, there it is. He's Jeff Myrtlebank. Fuck it. We all know him as Jeff Myrtlebank. Jeff Myrtlebank's about to marry uh, Blondie. Yep. And or, then or, uh, Elwin. Elwin. Yeah. He goes outside, talks to Jess Bell, and she's like, how dare you? And then Jess Bell goes to a witch and gets a tonic to make Je- Jeff Myrtlebank fall in love with her, which happens. And next th- th- plot thread is Jeff falls in love with her. Everyone in the town's like, the fuck, Jeff? And Jeff becomes head over heels for her. And just like that, what's that one episode? What is that episode? Oh, God. Well, what I can't understand is, like, literally, this hoedown must be the longest hoedown in history. Love Potion? Something like that? Number nine? No. What's that episode where they get the potion, he makes him fall in love, and she goes crazy, and he goes, changes his mind? Jezebel. So, moving on. Um, <laughs> I don't remember, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 fuck. Some, is it not called? Uh, I don't remember, dude. Dude. I don't It's really <laughs> my tongue. Anyway. Anyway, so moving on. So, yeah, um, some, I, I, the the change, like, how did everybody in the hoedown, they were, they were hoeing, they were downing, and they were hoeing downing, and down hoeing forever, and long then, enough. And outside this, there's a down hoe, Jess Bell. Yep, yep. A, a low down, down hoe. She was down to hoe because she, she was, was down. Low, but she wasn't very low down with it. No. She walked into she the was, room. 
he saw her. They walked outside, and then Irwin's, Elwin's, Irwin's, Elwin's daddy's like, I can't believe it. I'll never forgive him for this. I'm like, for what? Walking outside? Yeah. He hasn't done anything yet. He just walked outside. It's, I feel like he was fucking Jess Bell for a while. They were. Yeah, 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 no, no. That was the plot where they had a fling, and then it ended, and then he fell in love with Elwin, and Jezebel hasn't forgiven him yet. It was just a fling. Like, you know, you were, we, we, we had this talk. It was friends with benefits, you know? But Elwin isn't like a slut like you. You don't marry a hoe. We just fucked for a summer. Get over it, Jess. Get over it. I know it was three days ago. Yeah. You know? No, I'm with Elwin. You know, she's blonde. You always marry the blonde. He's in my life. <clears throat> That's uh. what I. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so, you know, they're, they're the most faithful out there. You know, she's got black hair. They're, they're witches. The Chaser. That's the episode, by the way. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's what it was. It's driving so, me insane. But no, like, it, the reason why I love this episode, because it's so batshit, because she, like, the witch is so cryptic, she doesn't really tell her what's going to happen, but somehow <coughs> Jezebel knows the first night that no matter what, she has to be, like, behind a locked door at 12, but she's able to get through the window that has no glass. It's just a wood panel that basically shakes by itself. <laughs> yeah. The guy in the chaser was, like, very upfront because it's only a 22-minute episode. So he's like, you're going to regret this, motherfucker. So they had to cut to the chase. In this one, they have twice the length. So he's, she's like, here you go. Even though you can't pay for it, here you go. Like, what? Oh, he's a strong, strapping young man. <laughs> Maybe I should drink this because I'm one, I'm, I want some of that Bill of Band. Mm, Bill of Band. Oh. Yeah. For, fourth <laughs> plot point. He turns again. He, he falls madly in love with her. She goes crazy about it. And that might have been the third plot point. I forgot by now. And then she changes her mind. Yeah, because she keeps changing into a cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> I love when she's up on the rafters in the barn. Yeah, oh, They're all like, yeah. whoa, what is it? And shoot it. All right, we got it. Good job, guys, because every time I shoot a cheetah, it just poops up Turns into smoke. smoke. Like, not only did you kill it, you disintegrated it. Yeah. Whenever we hunt in the wild, we shoot a, a boar or a deer or a rabbit. It always turns into smoke. We can never get eat the meat. Maybe we should stop shooting it with the cannon. Yeah. We should get different weapons. Yeah. Stop dropping the tactical nuke on it. Everyone's <laughs> turning into George Bush right now. Or uh, W. <laughs> I shoot it. Like, what the fuck's happening? I hate, I, I hate this, the southern... Uh, I hate the South. I hate it, the Appalachian bullshit. I hate yeah, the harmonica. South, yeah. It's like it's like fucking justified. <laughs> I hate it. Ugh. Bunch of coal miners. I, I, it's it's disgusting to me. The only one I didn't hate that was like this was uh God. Why can't I think of the name of the episode? We just watched it a little while ago, I guess. Uh, with an old man. A hunt. The hunt. He's looking for his his dog. Another. Another classic Earl Hamner yeah. hoedown. One. That, that one's at least sweet. It's got a sweet tone to it, and it's fine. It's a, it's like one old guy and his dog walking around the woods. That's it. By the way, the witch was the old woman. Yep, the witch and Jezebel, old woman from the hunt. Blood on the moon. <laughs> with everything you say, I have to take it with a grain of salt, because I don't know if you're making it up or not. No, I'm dead serious. Okay. Okay. Whatever I say. I love this episode. <laughs> They're all dead. That's all I need to know. By the way, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, The Twilight Zone Companion, written by Mark Zickery Jr., or whatever his name is, he loves it too. It, it just goes to show, no matter how accomplished you get reviewing The Twilight Zone, you can still be wrong. It's crazy. I can't wait for part two. He's made, he, He's releasing a... The Twilight Zone Companion Part 2. Uh, he's re-re-reviewing everything, you know, with, uh, with, with, with new eyes, I guess. But uh, I wonder if he's going to change his tune on, on Jezebel. I hope not. I can't be alone. <laughs> I, uh, I hate this episode. So. I just love how just 
totally and utterly like, like, look, if I'm getting married and there's a spider on my bride's gown and I grab it and it goes poof in my hand, and I go, that's normal. What were you saying, Reverend? <laughs> well, in this world, all the creatures, when you crush them just or, or kill them, they just turn to smoke. So he just thought he killed the spider. That's because you can't kill a witch. They just turn into something else. Don't you know this? <laughs> oh, everything you say is a reason I don't like the episode. So, yeah. Say you're a witch. <laughs> oh, sugar. If I was a witch, I'd be out riding around on my broom instead of sitting around here alone, minding my own business. Whatever you are. Will you help me? Well, it depends, sugar. Sugar. I want to win a man's love. More sugar. Well, woman kind just got her own kind of witchcraft for that. Yeah. He's mine for a while. Came sneaking off at night. Kept quiet what as he's coming. Look at him as soon as he was 10 feet from my door. <laughs> Honey, you don't know much about man, do you? Only him. What man? Bullshit. Billy Bantana. Oh, he's a pretty one. I'm dripping With witch nice buckets. Big, strong arms to hold a girl. Can you make him love me the way he did a long time ago? When the night wouldn't pass, but what he had to come to see me? How much money did you bring me? I, I don't have any money. Well, how did you expect to pay me? Okay, Frank. That's everything on earth I own. See the clothes on my back? So until next time, and in the meantime. God. <laughs> what? Excruciating. I know. Well, you know, uh, let's, uh, you know. No, no. no. Uh, uh, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. This Whatever is, it was, he, he walked right out the door. It's a shame and a disgrace. And the, Billy Bennick's... They, cha- they, cha- <laughs> they turn on this man that quickly, like that, and all he did was stop dancing. You're talking so, like them now. All he did... <laughs> he just walked outside. Now, I mean, when he went outside, he, he was trying to fuck her, but I mean, they don't know that. They, can, they, they didn't see that. They just seen him walk out a door, and they were that, like, triggered and like fuck him damn belly band damn the hell was he like unzipping his pants on the way out well i don't know let's let's find out where they're at at this point she knew a woman's form by night a witch's spell for love of billy turner accursed was just bell oh, i didn't yep just just so you, you know where we're at because, like I said, the plot is very deep. We needed that song to keep us in check. Yeah. I, I, I've had to watch season two of Dark three times. I probably wouldn't have had it if I had that going through the season. You want to talk about a deep episode or a series? Wow. Great, great dark Netflix. Highly, highly recommended. And it anyway. was our TV show. Um, let's see. Hold out your hand. I got something for you. <laughs> My God. Haley's ring. Just Bell's ring. Belongs to the one I love, and the one I love is you. Every minute I'm away from you is a suffering and a torment. Suffering and torment? You know what suffering and torment means? Sure. It's having a girl that your heart's craving and have her keep putting the wedding day off. All kinds of torment in the world, I reckon. What would you know of torment, girl? The torment comes from buying something. Finding out the price is dear. Well, what did you buy that cost so dear? Something I love. <laughs> this chick, this chick's southern fried accent just went gone. <laughs> like, within five minutes of this episode. And, uh, you know, Jeff Myrtle Bank, Billy Ben, whatever the hell his name, his real name is. He's like, yeah, I worked with her for months for this uh, uh, accent. You know, I thought she did great. I'm like, you failed, sir. <laughs> Just saying. 
You're not going to say a thing, are you? I hate this fucking episode, Frank. That's <laughs> why so I'm getting through the clips just for you. Jess Bell's been dead. Yeah. You know she's dead, Billy Bear. I saw her die. I stabbed a needle through a dress. And don't ask me to tell you any more than that. I brought you something I thought you ought to have, Billy Ben. It used to belong to Jess Bell. Boy, Jess. I appreciate it, Miss Ossie. I brought it for a special reason. It's made of silver, and silver is one thing that a witch is scared of. What witch would want to harm Ellie? I've got a terrible thing to tell you, Billy Ben. A secret about Jess Bell. I know a secret about Jess Bell myself. The same night that she disappeared, we talked. Not meaning to, she she mentioned Granny Hart. And then I found out something I'd sooner be dead than know. Jess Bell was witched. I didn't know it myself till that night she died. She ain't dead, Billy Ben. But I was there. I fired one of the shots myself. <laughs> I, I spent shot many a restless night grieving about that. Billy Ben, some months back, I went into Jess Bell's room. And there, on Jess Bell's pillow, was a wart toad sitting. I, I grabbed a broom. And I brought that down with all my might on that ugly thing. And it just disappeared in a cloud of smoke and went floating out through the window. Winder. Maybe it was just a cloud of dust. <sighs> And uh, and the toad uh, fall onto the floor. No, it was the spirit of Jess Bell. Okay, Frank. I saw her die. Billy Ben, don't you know you can't kill a witch? They just changed to something else. <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Lisa. That's the greatest line of the whole episode. I love it. You can't kill a witch. They turn into something else. Don't you I know, did... Billy Ben? And somehow. <laughs> The recipe to kill a werewolf works on witches too. Yeah. All right. Well, I hate the South. I hate witches. I hate love triangles. I hate potions. There's nothing in this episode for me. I hate it all. I I hate the writer more than anything else. I hate the harmonica. Yeah. Except so, except in our best episode. I'll take a harmonica there. Which is the guy in the in the cell next to him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what was his name? What was um, damn? I need to watch Shadow Play again. I forgot the guy's name. <sighs> so it's a much better episode. Let's talk about Shadow Play. <laughs> oh God! Play forever. All right. Um, let's see. I got no more clips. Uh, We're good. That was the last clip. Last clip other than the outro. There. Done. God, no more clips. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I just wanted to get through them. There you go. So, and that's pretty much the bulk of this entire episode. Yeah, there's bulk. not much to it. There's nothing. Yeah. In fact, almost nothing to it. Yeah, what she gave him, she gave him Jezebel's wedding dress. And that's where, you know, because for some reason, Bill Bayon has a wire frame of a woman with no head in his house that he was able to very easily wrap the, um, you know, wedding dress around and then stab the whatever through their heart. And then you see Jezebel appear with the wedding dress on and then fall to the ground again in a puff of smoke. Um, and, uh, then she's really dead. And, uh, why did he have a wire frame of a woman? I'm guessing he lives with his mom and she has one for her dresses. There was never, there was nary a dress on that frame. Yeah. He took it off or it wasn't on it because his mom was wearing it. It was there the entire episode for a year, apparently. And there never was a, anything there. He's a and fucking he, weirdo, but he's so he's desirable. Fine. Those, those arms. It was funny. It was like, listen, Jezebel's trying to kill you. 
at every step. Stay here. I'll be right back. <laughs> and, and if something were to happen, here you go. And he hands her a Bible. <laughs> and then uh, he gets back, and she's outside, and Jezebel is like took her spirit, like possessed her or something. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> and that's that. And uh, yeah, they and then they got and then I, I you know, I guess uh, Elwin's father and mother forgave uh, Bill of Yeah, very quick turnaround again. Yep. And they got married. He essentially and, uh, walked back in the barn. But really, yeah, he but, fell in yeah, love with another girl. Still going a year later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone's just like waiting like he's been out there a while. You should go and, check on him. You know, and the and, you know, and the square dance guy talking. Man, they they couldn't find a better guy to do that. It could talk a little bit faster and maybe give some more commands. I mean, square dancing is really dependent on that guy telling you what to do. Grab your partner and do see do do. Fall in love with a black-haired hoe. <laughs> Nice. That rhymed. Do 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 do. Do he'd be the terrible auctioneer. Do I hear five hundred? Going once. Where'd everybody go? Going to, to, to hello, hello, and then all of a sudden, dude, it's like hello, hello. Where 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 Hey, 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 hey. This is what this happens, is what happens, happens, happens when, you, when, you when you step on my nuts in, 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 in a valley. In a valley. In a valley. <laughs> I feel like this episode stepped on my nuts. Like, like, like how, like, like. Jezebel. 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 <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. No more effects. <laughs> so no effects. Effects, yeah, that's a great band. No, no, no effects, great band. <clears throat> <clears throat> moving on. Is there moving on? <laughs> I, oh, I, yeah. Okay, so would I? Billy Ben, look. Okay, what the fuck was that? The outro. Okay, hold on. Well, let's talk about would this episode be any better for me if it were, or for you even? If it were a half-hour episode? Uh, no. So you prefer it the longer? I loved how, like, just when I couldn't thought they could get any more batshit with it, they did. And I loved how they... And then, just when it wasn't as... It, like, it was so batshit insane, and then there's this lady with a guitar. <laughs> Giving you nothing. She added nothing <laughs> to the fucking story. <laughs> she, she didn't, it, it's not like she made it better, worse. She was, it was pointless. It was absolutely pointless. The musical lady? Yeah. It was like uh, the band in uh, There's Something About Mary, where it just follows them around. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, but they were at least funny. Yeah. Hanging out in a tree. <laughs> they just pop up for no reason. This is just some lady off screen that we never meet. Like, I mean, literally, I I did learn the song on the guitar. By the way, it took a, took all about thirty seconds, and I recorded like three or four different things. That, but it it was it it, it sounded like a good idea in my head, and I spent <laughs> way too much time on. And at the end, I was like, "This is bad. <laughs> this is this isn't even." This isn't even funny bad. This what, is just... what you did was what Earl Hamner Jr. should have done when he finished the script. Yeah, tr- just bagged it like, you know. Oh, no. Script. Oh, God. And, oh, three-point shot. 
We aren't talking about the man that wrote Bewitching Pool. I mean, maybe he should have stopped then. He should have stopped after the hunt. Yeah, but he didn't. He kept on writing that southern fried horribleness. That it's terrible. It it really is bad. Look, it's so bad it's good. Like that's why I like about it. Like I I love terrible sh- shit where it's it's so asinine terrible that it's actually becomes good. Like like jokes that are bad but they're so bad that they become funny. You know, cuz they're just so bad. That that's where I shine. Those are like dad jokes. Yeah, um, I am Mr. That. Yeah. See, you're a comedian. You're funny as like, you know. I'm not fun- today. Today, I'm just, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Ah. I just hate this episode, and I feel like I'm just like, eh, just w- say whatever you want, Frank. But see, I'll, see, I'm not, I'm like, I'm the opposite end of the spectrum. That's why I work so well, because I, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, Dude, you should hear some of the jokes I've come up with on the uh, uh, the Indian Sports Car podcast because I try to come up with the worst possible joke I could possibly think of, and I don't mind saying them. And I, I bring the show to a screeching halt with them, and I love it. I love it. Like it's so bad they go, they go, oh god, and I'm like, yeah, like like yeah, we're just gonna let you sit there with that one. <laughs> well, let you fester in your own filth with that one. You, you need like a. Every bad joke, you need like a 30-second mute button for your mic. Oh, it, Missy has literally grabbed the mic from me and unplugged it at, at times. She's like, you're no longer, you're on timeout now. She's put me on timeout during our own show. Good call. <laughs> Good for the marriage. So next yep. week. Yep. yep. Next. Oh, no, no, I got to do the outro. Billy Ben, look. This is so bad shit. She turns into a shooting star. When you see a fallen star, that means a witch has just died. <laughs> That's right. So I've heard tell. That's right. <laughs> Dark was Jasper. By the way, Rod, the only episode where he was like, you know what? It doesn't even earn an outro from me. Well, we got a song. Well, what more do you need? No, seriously. It's the only episode Rod didn't outro it. He was not there. He wasn't present for the outro. He didn't do one. He was like, fuck this episode. Yep. As well he should. A smart man. Yeah. Rod was like, <clears throat> look, I gave you an intro. You're lucky I got that. I I got a bitch to sing your dumb interludes. I don't know why, but I got it for you. It, you're not getting an outro from me. I don't know what to say after this. What am I supposed to say? How am I supposed to tie this into the, into the Twilight Zone? This was just a bad story. <laughs> that was Jess Bell on the Twilight Zone. <laughs> like that's as much as he could do. How? Yeah. What, like <laughs> him not saying anything at all is. Is, speaks louder than him saying anything. Yeah. And that's what I loved about it. It should just yeah. cut to a, a close-up of his middle finger. <laughs> While the credits played, you know, it does that still image with the credits. Just his it middle should, finger. It should have just been him standing there just shaking his head back and forth. Like, like I've been this entire episode when you play clips, just... Uh, like two fingers over the forehead like you have a migraine. Yeah, it's just Rod with the cigarette in his mouth. He doesn't pull it out, nothing. It's just dangling. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just shrugging every couple seconds. Uh, a shrug and a pull, and, and, and the smoke blows through the, the, cig- the cigarette. You're like me, me when I watched that episode of uh, Two Broke Girls, which is a fast forward to him just that sitting was there silent. It's like, you, yeah, and, and you go... And then fast forward and stop. <laughs> fast forward, stop. And you looked at it, you're like, what would you say? 9.0? Like 8.6? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. And it cuts. Yeah, and then cut. <laughs> that was great, dude. That was a great American episode. Loved it. That, that was, was genuine, good. too. Genuine. I know. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you can find that easily by going on YouTube to where, Phoenix? YouTube.com slash Loitering in Wonderland Studios. L-A-W-Studios.com. Yeah, I already did that one. Uh, Loitering in Wonderland at gmail.com. Get a hold of us. Yep, Frank? Yep. Uh, yep, RedDragonsRadio.com. That's all I got to say. Perfect. We'll be back for Miniature 408 Miniature with Robert Duvall. And next uh, week. you know who's in it? Um, Rock do it next week though. He did do that. What? Oh, well, Barney yeah. Phillips is in the next in that episode. Next on Twilight Zone, a most unusual program called Miniature. The very eminent Charles Beaumont takes us into a brand new realm of science fiction and fantasy that is at the same time intriguing and strangely believable. Now, like they show like a 30 second clip of next week's episode and I am not looking forward to this one, dude. I've never seen it. I can honestly say. Yeah. And I'm not looking forward to it because it looks awful. It's better than Jess Bell. I can't see how it's possible. It's entirely possible because it exists. So therefore it's better than Jess Bell. Nah, there's so many episodes that are worse than Jess Bell. Jess Bell was great. Loved it. 8.7. Just like Rod, I'm not going to give it an outro. Fair enough.